said the old men's will dream. Anyway, um, yeah, I had a prophetic dream this past week. I won't bore you with it today. But, um, wow, I have faith for everything that was done during our worship time. And um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see how God, as Pastor always says, unfolds what he's about to do. We are, this is, we're coming to harvest season in the natural. We're coming to harvest season in the spiritual. And I was sharing uh, just for you people that might be, I don't know where you might be watching from, but here in New England, uh, normally our apple trees are ripening up in September and we're going into the groves and the orchards and picking apples and um, pumpkins and, oh, we just loved a little crisp chill of the air in the fall that comes. Oh, pastors like apple cider donuts, all the things. So if any of you are just not thinking about coming to the feast in September, like change your minds because we even do sightseeing. It's awesome. And so um, I don't know if you have noticed, but start looking because God speaks in many ways. Right now, I was telling them, I have never seen an apple harvest like I'm seeing in our region. It's like the trees, the apple trees are loaded. I went to a friend's house a few weeks back. This is almost like two and a half, three weeks ago. And I'm telling you, they, she had several uh, apple trees in the back of her house. And she says, the one on the end over there, this is three weeks ago. She says, I've got, I had to call the guy out. We press those apples. And she says, if we don't get them now, they're, they're not going to be good. They're already at full sweetness three weeks ago. So I began to think on that. And I know that the feast is early, and creation seems to follow the calendar of God. When the feast comes early, the harvest crops start coming in. I was down in the food outreach this morning, and I'm telling you, we have beautiful vegetables and things that are already in. It looks like it's almost September, and they're coming in uh, with, a, with abundant crops. I've seen many people posting just in abundance from their gardens. It's amazing. So what I'm saying is keep your eye on the trees because I have seen apple trees all over New Hampshire and Vermont where we've traveled, even in Maine, uh, when we took... Uh, yeah, when we went there, and some of, there's so much fruit on the trees that the bows, the limbs, are hitting the ground, or they're almost, some are on the ground in some cases, and maybe just a foot off the ground. There's one locally here, right up on Tufts Flat. Uh, Pastor and I were going to minister to somebody last week, and we drove, we were at the stop sign, and I go, Lonnie, look at those apple trees in the cemetery. I thought that was another prophetic. I said, I've never, I never saw those apple trees. And they are obviously, they've been growing there a long time. They are so lo loaded, and some of the branches are, are barely a foot off the ground because of the weight of harvest. I want you to get that in your spirit. God's speaking to us. There's an abundant harvest that can be had in this season, and we need to go after it evangelize, go after the people that you may have sown some seeds. Go after it in prayer, and then go after them and meet up with them. 
and just lay it out because this is the time. Amen? All right, well, that was off my word. That was just to pump you up. Okay, so I've been doing PT um, for several weeks, and, um, you know, I was having some uh, walking problems and knee problems, blah, blah, blah. And so my, my physical therapist is like, well, well, Kath, her name is Kathy too, so if, if I don't want to get the Kathys mixed up here. But um, she, so she goes, well, Kath, um, you know, all this is good and we're doing these exercises, but you've got to build up your core, okay? You've got to build the core. I said, the core. I said, well, that's all well and good, but I go, the thing, my core isn't bothering me. It's all this other stuff and my arms and my shoulders that aren't working. And she goes, but the core, and I, I knew that if, if my brother back there, he was taking, he was, you know, doing PT for months, remember? Brother Norm. And I was thinking, I bet they were telling him, you got to work your core, Norm. So I've been trying to do that best as I can. And the more I strengthen my core, the better everything else is working. And um, we're going to strengthen the core today. The Lord spoke to me and he says, I want you to strengthen their core. We're talking about the core of your new creation man. The man that's inside you, that new creation person. We call it new creation man. It can be, you know, there's no gender in Christ Jesus. There's neither male nor female in Christ. But are you getting it? We've got to have this. And he told me this was so important to you that everything else that you do works from this. It's, it's in every part of your Christian life. It's in every part of your life. It's in every part of your spiritual life. And how strong this is in you um, definitely will have effects and some of the results that you have in walking with God and understanding the things that you will face uh, are very important. So at some point in life, uh, at some point you will, or many of you have already, done this uh, and asked this question, is God able? Is God able to, to deal with this? Like, I, I knew he was able to deal with that. And oh, and that over there. Yep, and I saw him, God was able to do that. Oh, but this is big. This is bigger than I've ever faced. Is God able to do this. Have you faced that question? If you haven't, you will. And the reason you will is because it's the test to make you grow. The trials and tribulations are not because we always, we get in a trial, something goes wrong, and what's the first thing? I had a tested, mature believer call, say, can I talk to you this week? Five minutes. I go, well, it depends on how much time you need. Five minutes. I'm like, I'm all over that. I will pull out five minutes. And this person was just in a place facing something. It was just not like, I mean, it wasn't like they didn't believe God wasn't able. But I had to do some core talk. I had to say, wait a minute, let's get back to the core thing. I'm not accepting what you're saying as the outcome of what you're experiencing. No. No. God is able. 
And so it was just that I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this because of this. You know? Is God able? Come on. I finally was able myself to accept it, to believe it. But that had to become over and over. I have had to face things in my life, being sent home with an inoperable brain tumor, six weeks to live. Sorry, we can't do anymore as a young woman. I've, I've had, you know, all those blood clots. Some of you, that's just not that far away in my past. But I'm saying, is God able? I'm standing here because God is able. God is able. So I want you to get the word in you today. I want, I, I'm praying over you. I prayed that God would prepare the seed bed. Uh, how, about, how about some of you might be married? Uh, I'm not pointing anyone out right here, but sometimes uh, one or the other spouse will go, is this ever going to change? In a way, that's saying, is God able to work in this situation? Is he able to move in this situation? Come on, I, I see some married couples going like this, you know? And normally our thinking in those situations is he's going to fix that other person. But in reality, once you walk through it, you find out he deals with you on how to handle it, how to love, how to overcome, not grit your teeth and bear it. Okay, I, we've all done that. Hey, uh, there's no condemnation here today at all. But this is how we learn, and this is how we start to gauge. This is how we know. How much, how much true agape do we have? Are we still trying to love with our flesh? Huh? The lust of our flesh. <laughs> Are we still trying to do use that filial love? Or can we press into the love of God? It has no, no conditions. You know, love never fails. Love doesn't count its wrongs. Okay, somebody must have needed this because it's not in my notes, okay? get to God is able. Amen. So let's hit the next slide here. Whoa. God is able. So the first thing I want you to know, so you're being equipped now. We're in a PT class. <laughs> uh, only it's uh, prayer therapy or uh, I'll come up with another one. It'll be prophetic training. Okay. Prophetic training. I like that. People are on their toes. God is able, therefore, this is Hebrews 7.25, therefore he is able to save, everybody say with me, completely those who come to God through him. And through him is Jesus. Okay, let's break this down. Because he always lives to intercede for them. That is Jesus. Jesus is ever praying for you. He's ever praying for you. He's ever believing for you. He doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. He doesn't just pray for you when you're being naughty. He doesn't just pray for you when you're being good. He ever makes intercession for you. God can save you completely. That means he, he saves and forgives every single sin, every single one of them. It's not 
well, he forgave all of these, but there's that one that's really I can't forgive myself for. I just can't get over it. I can't believe I did that. What about the Apostle Paul? He murdered Christians. He helped orchestrate Stephen's death. You know, you know, he had to get over it. He had to receive the complete, the complete salvation in Jesus Christ. God saved him. And he came to know that through Jesus. So keep getting it deep in your mind. Get it in your soul. Get it in your spirit, in your core. Amen? He brings you into the house of God. He brings you into the family of God. You become his child completely. It's legal status. You're adopted in. No difference. Next slide, please. And God is able, this is 2 Corinthians 9.8, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, everybody say all things, at all times, everybody say all times, having all that you need, having all that you need. Come on, guys, get with it. Don't make me come out there. You will abound in every good work. That means he will bless you abundantly. Even when you think your cupboards are empty, he's blessing you abundantly. He's blessing you in that moment. He's bringing you forth in maturity. He's not going to leave you where you've been because of his love for you. Amen? Because of his love for you. He will supply every need the ones you don't know that you need. You think you need something else. You think you need that new Dodge Charger, red. You know, and God gives you a van because you're going to use it for the food outreach. Amen? Come on, you can't get too much food in that Dodge Charger. Uh, But do you see what I'm saying? You think you need this and God gives you something else that you really need. I'm just using that as an example. Amen. Let's go to the next slide. God is able to deliver you. Hebrews 5, 7. Now this is Jesus. In the days of his flesh, that means when he was here, in the days of his flesh, he offered up both prayers and supplications with loud crying and tears to the one able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his piety. That means humility, his humbleness, his bowed down before his father. That's what was going on. Jesus Jesus, Jesus, now deliver you, deliver you. I'm praying with people. I'm standing with people that are in situations that are life and death situations. We need a miracle. There's no other answer. I understand the equation of the situation. I have been there facing that problem. 
and trying to find the answer to it. I have done that in my life before. And I know what it feels like when it's your turn, when it's someone else's turn. But I don't always know exactly how we're going to get to the answer. And it's God's sovereignty. It's God's will plays into this. Sometimes the answer we get, it doesn't mean God is not able. God is able. But he is going to respond according to his word. And in this scripture, Jesus said he offered up both prayers and supplications with loud crying and tears to the one able to save him from death. And the answer was, he was saved from death and resurrected, and you were saved because of it. Do you see? God was able to walk him to the cross. God was able to supply every need that he had to have. God is able. God enabled his son. He came as a man of flesh, 100% faith. But God enabled him. God was able to get him there because in the bigger picture, it wasn't about his only absolutely adored son's life that was at stake. It was all of humanity. And because they had both decided this, in the word of God it says the Lamb of God was slain before the foundations of the world. So this was already settled. But now he's here and he's walking it out as a man like, or a woman like you and me. So it's okay to have loud cryings. We have some loud prayer meetings here. And the tears that have dripped on this floor right here, we have seen answers come forth and new lives come forth. Amen? When it looked so bleak, when it looked like some of our children had totally left the faith in the worst way. But they came back because God is able to save, amen, and deliver you. I want you to think about this a little more. What about Joseph? Let's just put it down. I mean, some of you, this sounds like an abstract. Oh, that's special. Build your core. You've got to build your core today. You've got to know how this applies to you. You will come and face situations. Is God able? And I tell you, he is. What about Joseph? Some of you know the story of Joseph and his brothers. If you don't, read about it in Genesis. Joseph, God gives him a prophetic dream. He's going to be somebody big. He's going to be powerful. People are going to be bowing down to him. He's a kid. He shares this with his family. His father doesn't like it, and his brothers really didn't like it because he's the little baby of the family, and fathers just, they just let the baby do whatever he wants. You know, not a, you know it seems to them he got it the easy way. And they plot against him. So here he gets this great word. Everything's going great. And they plot against him. They're so angry at him. They're so jealous of him. They're so sick of him. And they decide 
they're going to kill him. But then somebody says, well, don't kill him. Throw him in the pit. They throw him in the pit. Well, we'll leave him there. And they go, well, we can't leave him there. And then they pull him up. You know, somebody cries for mercy. God was able to move on a heart of one of the brothers. Come on. He had to fight with them to do it, to get that kid out of the pit and sell him as a slave to a passing by caravan. Now, God was able to have a caravan that was passing by the next day. Do you think that little, little Joseph wasn't praying to the God who is able, thinking they're going to leave me in here? God. He's saying, please, guys, help. <laughs> they're just laughing at him. And he's listening to their discussions right by where the pit is. And God sends his caravan. He goes to slavery. But that really wasn't the answer. Do you think that Joseph was? He, you know, his answer was like, hey, cut it out, guys. Let's go home. I'll, I'll be better, you know. <laughs> I won't be bugging you. But the answer to his cries, to the one able to save him from death, wound up being becoming a slave and sold to a caravan. Becoming a slave in Potiphar's house. And then things were working out really good, and God was blessing him there. And so he's still worshiping God. And then suddenly, the guy he's working for, his wife, <clears throat> wants to have an affair with him. And he's, like, terrified of that. And he runs out. And so she says that he was assaulting her. Guess what? Now he's in prison. God bless me here. I know I'll probably see my, never see my family again, but this isn't a bad job, and I'm really serving, and I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Thank you, God. Boom. He's in prison. Is God able? Do you see, sometimes when we're praying and crying out to the God who is able, the answer doesn't come quite like you think it should or that you were praying for. But nonetheless, can each of us say in this story that God answered? And God made a way. And then he has the guy with the dream. And then you guys know the rest of the story. I'm not here to teach you that. But I'm saying God is able. And what happens next? God blesses Joseph to interpret a dream. And he winds up being second to Pharaoh. He saves the nations because of his revelation and the wisdom that God was blessing him with. He had the favor of God from, from a godless person in the sense of they had many gods. They were heathens. And he's second to Pharaoh. In power. So God is able, and that wasn't even the end of the story, because he was reunited, and there was forgiveness, and there were things that were impossible. God did in the hearts of so many. Let's go to the next slide. God is able. Jesus, when he'd gone indoors, there were some blind men there. And the blind men came to him and he asked them. Jesus asked them. They came to him. They knew he'd been doing miracles and things. But, or they'd heard about it. They hadn't seen it because they were blind. Jesus says, do you believe 
that I am able to do this? He's going to ask you that question. You might have your own question is within yourself, is God able? But Jesus is going to ask you, do you believe that I am able to do this? This is core. You've got to know. You've got to be strong in this. Everything else in your body, in your physical body, works from what, how strong your core is. You've got to get this in your spiritual core. You've got to know that God is able. No matter how the answer comes out, no matter how it progresses, you've got to know that if, you, if he had you invest in something and, and, and it looks like you've been hit and you've lost everything, you've got to know that God is able. You've got to know. He, he's going to ask you, do you believe that I am able to do this? And the answer, the right answer, is yes, Lord. Now he's going to teach you this in little incidents along the way. Because you can't come in and get those spiritual core abs. You know, that doesn't happen with, oh, yes, I believe or, you know, lifting one dumbbell, or whatever. No. No. You have to work at it. It takes time. It takes challenges to build that kind of core muscle in your gut, in, your core, in the core of God within you, where Jesus lives, where all things are possible, where, where nothing is impossible. This is Jesus prayed to the God that was able to save him. In spite of what he knew had already been written, in spite of what he knew had already been determined, he prayed, he was an example to us to cry out. He knew what the thing was, but he was praying even in the last moments before the cross, Father, let this cup pass from me. If there's any other way, if there's any other way, it's coming down to it. It's like I've prayed for this Is there along the way, but now they're here. They're coming. I can hear them. They're coming across the Kedron Valley. They're coming from the temple. They're coming. I, I, I can see the lights and the spirit. They're coming for me. This is the night I've been betrayed. If there's still any way that this can change. But God was able. And he enabled him. And he gave him strength for what he had to face and what he had to do. And he can do that for you. But this came just like it came for us. As it comes for us. God is able. God is able. Do you believe? I had to believe it. Come on. Come on. Jesus can heal you. When I was faced with those situations that were life and death, and I'm looking at the faces of the doctors, and I'm looking at the faces of my family, they let them throw me a birthday party. I landed in there with all those blood clots. June 2nd, my birthday was that weekend, June 5th. They let them have a birthday party in that hospital with my whole family. Come and catered it. They gave us a room. And they got me down there on the IVs and everything else I was on because they weren't sure that would be the last one. Do you hear me? I knew that's why they were doing this. Is God able? He's absolutely able. 
Am I going to get the answer I want and, I, and this thing is resolved the way I'm praying for? I don't know that. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't know what his answer is, but I'm asking for God's answer, just like Jesus did. And in that situation, just uh, two and a half weeks later, I was miraculously healed. And it is verified with all the pictures and all the x-rays and all the everything. It's verified. It's a certified miracle. Doctors came in trying to lift their mouths and close them. They couldn't believe it. They didn't know what to say. I had my friend who was facing fourth, is fighting a battle with uh, fourth-stage cancer and has really been going through it. Now all the, you know, most of the treatments now have come to, are coming to an end. <laughs> it's coming to an end. There's only one treatment left, and, and she's not been able to handle it. And, you know, this is where, this is where it is. Is God able? Is God able? God is able. I had to face those. God is able. I had no doubt that he could heal. There was no unbelief in me. My only question was, what is your answer? How would this answer resolve itself? Because even in the answer, even if I had died, what does Romans 8.28 tell me? All things work together for good for them who love the Lord and are called according to his plan and his purposes. And I know I love God to, to the ability that I can. I want to love him more. He deserves more than I can give him in my current state. There's more, more love that's got to come forth in my heart. That's what I'm talking about. God is able to do anything. But again, not my will, but thine be done. That's what Jesus said in the garden. Amen? So I'm not here to pump you up. God's going to do everything and everything. I'm not, I'm not here to say that because we've seen it. We've experienced it. We've wondered why. He had a greater plan. And we don't, might not have all the answers to that right now. But we will. But that, I am, I am focused in this situation with my friend, my dear friend. I will not waver. There is one thing I'm believing for. It is healing, complete and total healing for the glory of God. Me, nor any prayer warrior or intercessor or hoper doctor is going to get any of the glory you hear me? It isn't about all the prayers that we pray. Oh, it, it isn't about that we fasted and prayed. It's not about anything we've done. It's about the glory. So I'm saying, Lord, is this one for your glory? But you know, when things go wrong, we go, what sin did I commit? What did I do? What did I, you know, God is teaching you that he is able you're in that situation because he wants to show you he's able. He wants to reveal it to you. He's building your core. 
I want some spiritual abs here. Come on. Let's go to the next slide. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Philippians 1, 6. Integrity had a song. He who began a good work in you. Um, he is faithful to complete it. He's the author. He's the finisher. He began it. He will finish the work. Whether you're it's in this life or if you've gone on to be with him, life goes on. It's not over when you die. This is forever. This is forever. He, what he starts in your life, he will finish. Let's go to the next slide. Jude one twenty four. Now to him who is able, have you been? These these are not all the scriptures that say God is able. Just do a word search on it. Do a scripture search on it. Read every one. Get it in your gut. Read it. Because some of us are facing, and if we aren't facing it now, we will face it. We are facing things. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, that means falling. Fall down and go boom, boom. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless. Faultless. That means faultless, pure, complete, no blemish before the presence of his glory. The presence of his glory. Oh, the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. He is joyous to do this. He longs to do it. He longs to go out and find the one lost sheep. He looks out waiting for the prodigal to come home and return. That's his heart. He will do whatever he is able to finish it and bring it to completion. He's able to carry you through till it's a finished work. Let's go to the next slide. This is Paul um, speaking to the Ephesian church. Some of them were young believers, and let me tell you, Ephesus was a hell pit. You know, some of us call Las Vegas Sin City. Um, believe me, Ephesus uh, still has, yeah, they're at the top of the list of being Sin City. I guess Sodom and Gomorrah really is right up there next to it. But the things that were going on in Ephesus and just the culture. And Paul knew that they had to begin to understand this principle that we're talking about today. This is core. This is core to your knowledge, to your wisdom, to everything you do. This is core. You have to work this until you see it. You sense it. You know it. Nobody can take it from you, no matter what you're looking at. I remember a phone call when uh, Lonnie and I had been praying for six, seven months for a friend of mine who wound up in Dartmouth who 
uh, the doctors themselves have told me his case is in studies that they do with their interns there because it was the worst case they had ever had come in the ICU. The worst case. I don't know. He had surgeries. had five surgeries a week. I mean, he was unconscious a lot of the time. He was on dialysis. I mean, everything failed. He had MRSA eating up his bowels two or three times. But they, he had been getting, he had taken a turn for the better. And I was like, you know, amen, amen, we're not going to stop. And they were going to, I'd gotten a call that that Friday they were going to, they were preparing him to close him up. He had been left open, slipped from here to there, that big, so they could operate and wash the interior of the perineal cavity five days a week. He got a rest on weekends. This was so intense. So they said, we, his skin has shrunk. We can't just bring it back together now. We're going to have to do a skin graft, and we're going to put in mesh, and then we're going to lay the skin graft from his thigh, and we're going to bring this thing, and it's going to grow together, and we're going to close him up now. It's going to take a while. That Friday, they did the surgery. They put the mesh in. Monday was the day they were going to do um, take a skin graft from his thigh and bring it together. Everything going good. Everybody's happy. Lonnie and I went on a much-needed vacation that we'd had planned for about a year. And we were out of the country, and I get a call from my daughter, Cherie. She says, Mom, I was just with the team. This is it, they say. When they went in to do the surgery, MRSA, over the weekend, has eaten the mesh that they had with all the proteins of blood. They've, it's eaten the mesh, and the doctors just told us within 24 hours, it will eat through all his intestines. It will hit the major, uh, you know, that big uh, trunk of veins that go through your core. And when it does, he'll bleed to death. They can't, they, there's nothing. There's literally nothing they can do. She told me that his wife was breaking down. I called her. I talked to her as soon as I got off the phone. And she said, this is it. I guess this is it. We've come all this way. Here we come right to the end. He's going to make it. And this is it. And she's sobbing. And I go, my friend, my heart is with you. But I can't. I said, let the others comfort you there. I'm comforting you for what you're walking through in your, wa your, your young walk in faith. But I said, I am not going to accept this. I am going to believe. We, how many miracles have we seen over and over? Is God able? He's shown us he's able. Are we going to give up now, or are we going to keep pressing in? I don't know what this answer will be, but I'm going to contend for it. They just covered him over with the bandage and all the packing they put in him. The next day, they pulled it down to see where this was at. He was still alive. It was gone. The person was gone. Was gone. Three days before Thanksgiving, about three months later, 
we got a medevac plane and flew him home to Kansas City so he could see his children. And he lived another year and a half. And the doctors gave him hats and signed them. The miracle case. They're studying it today. Herman Jones. God is able. We go through these things that we go through to build that core. Because somebody's got to pray. Somebody's got to pray. Somebody's got to pray. Sheree said, Mom, I'm with you. I'm standing with you. I said, yep, you're going to be my voice while I'm gone. I just release that mantle on you right now. And Amen. God is able. In spite of our prayers. Amen. God is able. Let's go to the next slide. Because this is, in, uh, let's see, um, let's go back to the other one. I want to talk about this one. Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. This power works in you. This dunamis power is Jesus Christ himself. It's already in you if you have received him. You're going to exercise the core. This power is going to start to work. This belief, this understanding that there is nothing, absolutely nothing impossible for God. I'm excited about that. I'm sorry that everybody's on vacation today. I, I really get disappointed at the month of August. It's one I struggle with myself every year. I don't like the month of August. It's not a good one for me. But I wish they were here, and I hope they will hear this, and I hope they will hear it in their spirit, man. You've got to lay hold of this for what things are coming on this earth. Let me tell you, the Christians and the people in Afghanistan would be loving this word because they're crying out to God with tears and loud voices to believe God is able. The Christians are there. They're not leaving. They're not coming to America. They're going to stand the ground. They're going to believe that God is able because the power of God is starting to work within them. It's starting to chart, and they're pumping iron in the spirit. They're pumping iron. They're seeking God. What do we do next? They're seeking the strategies. They're calling out like we did. They're calling out for the lost. They're pro pro calling out for the harvest, and they're willing to die for it. Amen? Go to the next slide. Nothing, nothing, for with God, nothing is impossible. This I saw years ago. Hey, um, could you hold that for me? Thank you. This is in my laundry room. When I'm drying, when I'm folding clothes or whatever, doing laundry, I'm like, I'm reminding myself because I pray in there, you know, while I'm working. With God, all things are possible. If it's somebody that needs to be forgiven, I've got dirty clothes that are going in that washer. They're going to come out clean. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put the spray on them. I'm going to execute spot cleaner. They're going to come out without spot. And when I pull them out of the dryer, they're going to come out without wrinkles because I've got all sorts of softeners and things. And I want to tell you that God has got all the tools he needs to release us and that with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. 
So if you need to find a sign like this, or if you need to make one, if you need to make one, whatever you're facing, whatever you've been struggling with, whatever it is that's staring you down, or when it comes, you'll know where to go. You'll know what to look. With, say it with me. With God, all things are possible. I love you all dearly. Thank you so much. You can just, yeah, I don't know how to get it in there anymore. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, that scripture comes from when Mary had just been overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. And he told her that she was going to have a son, the son of God. Nothing like that had ever happened before, and nothing like that has happened again. But the angel, she said, you know, like, is this like, like, what? What are you, what are you talking about? I don't know. God may come to you with something. There may be an angel show up with a message from God to you. It may be so mind-blowing, so impossible. It said God can do anything more than you can ask or think. It's beyond your capabilities. But the power within her, the begotten, when the Holy Spirit overshadowed her, she was actually begotten herself, and in her womb was begotten the Son of the living God. And the angel said, well, you know, with man, Mary, <laughs> there's a lot of things that are not possible. It might be impossible with men. But with God, all things are possible. Even that. And that's where the scripture comes from. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. That word from God. That was a rhema word that was sent by a, to Gabriel, the messenger angel, to tell her that rhema word from God. Mary, with me all things are possible. That, from that moment, is what brought that woman to the ability of raising that child, knowing what was coming, and allowed her to walk through it to the end. Amen? And not run away from God and not blame God. That's us. That anointing rests and lives in us. He's the author. He's the finisher. He's the savior. He's the deliverer. He's the healer. He is almighty God, the creator of all heaven and earth. He is the beginning and he is the end. The end. He is the great I am. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. He is all things to all men. And his will will be accomplished in your life and mine. May you be sealed with the promise of the Lord. And may this word resonate and may it grow, Father. May you just bless it to grow and become strong as we have faith for ourselves and as we come to you and we have faith for one another, Lord. And we have faith for the lost, Lord, that you're bringing home. We pray this in your mighty name, Jesus.
We pray this, seal this to our spirit. Yes, Lord. I love you. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Whoa, you can feel the weight of his presence, can you not? Amen. I just want to encourage you as we pressed in. What was, I'm sorry, what was the... Yeah, let me finish this first, then we can do that. I just want to encourage you, what was it online as well? This uh, place that we pressed into this morning in the realm of the Spirit, I just want you, as we uh, heard the story of the harvest and how quickly things are moving kind of out of the normal, the time schedule of what we see according to the calendar. So I just want you to press in as you did in the realm of the Spirit this morning, this coming week. Because as we begin to prepare for tabernacles, the Feast of Tabernacles, specifically the trumpets and the Day of Atonement, this next week is going to so accelerate in ways that probably most of us won't be able to imagine. But you need to have your grounding, your core, seeing after the Spirit. Don't allow the things that you see. It's not what we see, but that which He has spoken. We are not required to respond to the natural realm. And that's this all maturing of our core. Come on. Because your sons, your daughters, and you've now had your first PT, your prophetic training this morning, for the core that God's going to continue to strengthen and increase. So we bless you for those that have followed this morning. We hold you before the Lord. Pray for us as we pray for you.